This is the My Money, My Freedom podcast, where we unpack and simplify all things money so that you'll always have more than enough to live your best life for life. Now, here's your host, financial coach, Susan Lassiter-Lyons. If there's one thing I really can't stand, it's shaming, right? Making people feel bad about something with zero knowledge about that person's specific situation, like a body shamer who makes people feel bad about their weight. Now, in the financial world, this is rampant because there's already so much shame around money, whether it's a lack of it, too much of it, wasting it, not donating enough of it, not sharing it with your half-sister, even though you already gave her a car and spent thousands on her son and she's 47 years old and how much more are you expected to do for her? (laughs) Okay, maybe that's just me. But when I look out over the sea of financial gurus out there, um, there are plenty of people to make you feel pretty bad about yourself on a regular basis about where you are in life financially, especially if you have debt. And today we're talking about somebody who I consider to be one of the shamiest of the debt shamers, and that is Dave Ramsey. Now, I've been aware of Dave for years now, but I've never really paid much attention, mainly because I personally think it's kind of shady when people tout biblically-based financial advice. Like when people try to tell me that God wants me to do something, I'm always a little suspicious because I have a great relationship with God, and if he wanted me to do something, I think he would just tell me himself. But my distaste for in-your-face evangelicals is a topic for another day. Today, I'm going to focus on Dave's biggest claim to fame, which are the Dave Ramsey baby steps. The seven baby steps are supposed to help people eliminate debt and create wealth. But to me, the Dave Ramsey baby steps aren't really all that useful, mainly because he focuses on saving versus investing and It's impossible to save your way to wealth. Now, I'm a financial coach who helps women invest to create retirement income. And that's the lens that I look at Dave through. And in my opinion, if he's trying to prepare you for retirement, he's doing a really lousy job. Seriously, in his list of seven baby steps, you don't even start thinking about retirement until step four. So in this show, I'm going to break down each of the seven baby steps And we're going to chat a little bit about each one. Now, baby step number one is to save $1,000 for what he calls your starter emergency fund. And that's fine. Yes, you obviously need an emergency fund, no doubt about it. But that's a pretty broad brush that Dave is painting, saying that every American household has the same financial needs. I mean, a thousand bucks may be the perfect emergency fund for a young woman in her 20s, but is it really appropriate for a family with four kids? Probably not. Now, every family needs an appropriate emergency fund, but let's not depend on Dave to tell us what's appropriate. You need to make that determination for yourself. Baby step number two is to pay off all debt except for your home mortgage. And this is the one that really steams me. Of course, you don't want to be neck deep in debt. And if your debt got out of control, you should definitely make a plan to wipe it out. But again, I work with women all the time who are super confused about debt. And the questions I always get are somewhere along the lines of, should I pull money out of my 401k or my IRA to pay off whatever? Here's the deal. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt is credit card debt. 
The interest rates are sky high, and you should definitely have a plan to pay off your credit card debt. Now, the simplest and most effective way to do that is just by sorting your credit cards by interest rate, highest to lowest, and then paying off the high interest rate ones first while making minimum payments on the lower interest rate ones. Mint.com is an excellent free tool that you can use for this. All you have to do is link your credit card accounts and it will automatically create this monthly credit card debt payoff plan for you to follow. It'll literally say, okay, this month you're going to pay 500 bucks to this card and $150 to this card and then minimum payments on the rest. And it'll carry that plan through until your credit card debt is completely eliminated. Now, installment debt isn't all bad. These are student loans and car loans, anything with a set monthly payment instead of a variable one. So tell me this, if you have a car loan at 4%, but you're earning 12% on your investments, should you take money earning 12% to pay off money costing you 4%? The answer is no. It doesn't make any sense at all. You should be putting your money where it can perform the best for you always. Baby step number three is another emergency fund. This was one that he calls the fully funded emergency fund. And this is when he wants you to have about three to six months of living expenses. This one, um, this fully funded one, basically he wants you to wait on all investments, right? So far we've only been like saving money and paying off our debt. We haven't even started investing yet. So let's do some quick math to figure out exactly how long Dave wants us to wait until we start investing for retirement. So let's say Amy, a 35-year-old single woman, earns $5,000 a month after taxes. And after her mortgage payment, car payment, car insurance, utilities, food, clothing, miscellaneous, she has $1,000 left. So that means her living expenses run $4,000 a month. Well, Multiply that by six months, and it's going to take Amy two years to put aside $24,000 before she gets to step number four. And don't forget, she also had to pay off all of her debt leading up to this too. So if Amy had, say, $30,000 in credit card debt, a $20,000 car loan, and $50,000 in student loans, she's already been at this for more than eight years. So now we're tacking on another two years so if she started when she was 35, now she's 45 and she's finally allowed to start investing for retirement. And here we are to baby step number four. This is to invest 15% of your household income into what he, index funds, right? He's not saying stocks or other investments. He specifically talks about funds, which is a whole other issue I have, but that's a discussion for another show. So back to Amy, after 10 long years of saving, Amy finally gets to put her money to work investing for the future. So 15% of her $5,000 a month income is $750 a month. So that's what she starts investing. After 20 years, assuming an average 9% return, Amy's going to have $464,644 saved for retirement. But guess what? She would actually have almost double that amount if she started investing and paying off debt at the same time. Now, of that $1,000 she has every month, she could use half to pay down debt and half to invest. And instead of having $464,000 when she'd six, she's 65, she'd have $824,000 instead. That's a huge difference, right? Right. 
Now, Dave may be a really good writer. I don't know. I haven't read any of his books. And I know he's a really popular radio show host. And who knows? Maybe he's great with babies. But his baby-stepped financial advice stinks. I say enough of these Dave Ramsey baby steps and the outdated advice. But more importantly, let's like start with some common sense, okay? First, if you have debt and you want to invest, do both. There's no law making you pay off debt first, except for Dave's law, but I think that now that's hopefully been properly shredded. Second, use debt to your advantage. Heck, even Warren Buffett knows to take a mortgage out on his home if the rates are right and the investment opportunity is good. Back in 1971, he actually took out a mortgage to buy a second home, even when he could have paid cash for it. He used the cash instead to buy more Berkshire Hathaway stock. And in an interview in 2020, he said that the stock that he bought with that money is now valued at $750 million. I guarantee you the house definitely did not appreciate that much. <laughs> now, baby step number five is to save for your child's college fund, which is easy enough and it's great, but you should also involve your kid, right? You don't have to bear the burden of this all by yourself. Make sure that your kid is also contributing to their college fund with extra money that they earn and get as gifts over the years. This teaches them financial literacy and involving them in the process ensures that they're going to have a realistic expectation when it's time to check out schools. Baby step number six is to pay off your mortgage early. Now, I'm a financial coach and I have a mortgage. I have absolutely no interest in paying it off early. My mortgage rate is three and a half percent. I have no kids and I'm a high earner. My mortgage interest deduction has and has been and is one of the only tax write-offs I have. And I'm never going to take money making 104.96% Yes, that's my most recent one-year retirement portfolio return to pay off money costing me 3.5%. That would literally be insane. And the final baby step, number seven, is to build wealth and give. On that, Dave and I agree. The bottom line here is keep your bad debt low and invest early and regularly. And we can accomplish that faster without Dave or his baby steps. Because you know what? My money is on you. Thanks for listening to My Money, My Freedom. Visit our website at mymoneymyfreedom.co and follow us on Instagram at mymoneymyfreedomhq. 